Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 266. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Let's go ahead and jump back in. We're in December now, and this is the second half of the podcast mini-series. If you're new to this podcast, start out with episode 262. Part one, I'm going to recommend as you're planning out your podcast, think in terms of arcs. And I talked a lot about this in the book writing miniseries, Beginning, Middle, and End. And there are two arcs you should be mindful of. If you start with episode 262, you'll know that I, I really began this miniseries talking about exit strategies. And I really think that's important. Map out what your podcast is going to look like, how many episodes you're going to do for your series. And that's one arc, a beginning, middle, and end. For each episode you record, whether it's a solo or a conversation podcast, whether it's fiction or nonfiction or business or interviews, you're going to have an arc, a beginning, middle, and end. If you listen to the uh, old episodes of Moving Forward where the legacy episodes, which were interviews, there were three parts of the episode. There was the beginning where I got to know the guest. The middle section was the knowledge burst section, best practices, tools, book recommendations. And then part three was the end of the uh, interview where we got a little more philosophical and introspective. This year as a solo podcast, I continue using arcs, part one, part two, part three. So I have an arc with each episode, and that really helps anchor the podcast. It really helps you keep on track and keep focused. So think about that as you are designing your podcast. All right, let's go into part two. Today, we're going to continue our exploration of podcasting, looking a little more in the technical side. I want to talk about recording and some best practices. Let's start with solo podcasts. So last week, I talked about some of the tools. Uh, GarageBand is what I use for uh, my solo podcast. Uh, Audacity is also great. There are many other tools out there. So if you have one you particularly like, uh, you know, feel free to use it. But I'm going to give you some general best practices. Uh, when speaking into the mic, generally you want to be about two to three inches away from the microphone. And uh, some of you might be using a sound guard or pop guard. That's okay. But two to three inches I find to be a pretty ideal distance to get good sound quality and for the podcast to be loud enough for the uh, listener to listen to when you start recording especially for the first time you may feel a little self-conscious so i recommend just take a three second pause silent count three take a deep breath before you begin uh speaking into the mic and that's the only little bit of editing i'll do for the episodes is generally i'll just cut off the three second pause at the beginning but I feel that's a great way to kind of calm your nerves and uh, reduce the adrenaline rush. And it'll also help put you in the right frame of mind. Our tendency is to speed up. So be mindful of that and, and try to slow your pace as you're talking into the mic as well. And my best piece of advice is if you mess up, just keep going. I know, uh, especially when you're starting out, you really want to be good at this and you want to be perfect, but no one is perfect and it's okay. And I had to let go a lot of a lot of that. I used to do a lot of editing back in my interview days. And then as I got into the later seasons, I started to let go of that and really just trust that the substance of the conversation is really what's going to come through. Same now as a solo podcast, uh, I, I really let go a lot of that fine, you know, that polishing and that editing. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but if you don't have a lot of time, it's one of those things where I think you're going to be better off if you focus on getting better rather than editing your conversation so they sound sterile and perfect. 
So think about that as you're recording solo podcasts. All right, let's talk about conversations, interviews, Skype. I talked a lot about that on last week's episode. Uh, before you begin, let's talk about some protocol and some etiquette. Some people do what's called a pre-call, well, where they will schedule a call with the guest to get to know them and talk about the interview flow. I'm usually, I usually didn't do that. I wasn't a big fan of it. I think I maybe did it once or twice by request of the guest. But I, generally speaking, I like to keep the spontaneity. I like to keep the energy high, and so I would just get on the call with them and then start the interview right then and there at the appointed time. But some people do like to do the pre-interview. There's no right or wrong with that. It really depends on A, how much time you have, and B, what's your comfort level. Uh, I find, though, that I I got really insightful conversations without a pre-call. In terms of doing homework, and this is another thing, I would do the very minimum. I wouldn't do a lot of extensive research on the guest because it's not really about me showing off how much I know about the guest. It's more about the guest telling his or her story, introducing themselves to my audience. So I didn't do a lot of homework. And again, if you don't have a lot of time for this, don't spend hours researching your guest and and doing pre-calls and stuff because this is going to add more time that you just don't have to spare. The exception would be if you're really going deep on a technical aspect or subject, then you might need to do a little more preparation work. When you get on the actual call, guest protocol, uh, before you begin the actual interview, you may want to go over some things. Keep it brief. Remember, they're giving you their time. A lot of the guests that you may bring on your show may be busy. If they gave you a half hour, respect that time. Don't spend it with a lot of idle chit-chat. Do the interview, and then if there's time afterwards, if you have a good rapport, you can do that after the interview. But before you begin, a couple things that I always thought were important to cover. Make sure you have the correct pronunciation of the person's name, especially if you're not sure. Ask, double-check. Do that before you begin the interview. Ask them to turn off all devices, email notifications, cell phones, that kind of thing, so that you won't have that in the background if uh, if a call comes in. Let them know what the general flow and the time frame of the interview is. If you have a half hour blocked off, your interview might only be 25 minutes. Let them know how strict you are on the time and if there's flexibility if they want the interview to go longer. Let them know the air date. I got to the point where I could tell every guest what the exact air date was, and I used a spreadsheet, and as I was scheduling guests, I knew exactly when their episode would air, especially if their interview is not going to air for a while. Most of my uh, interviews didn't air until one to two months after I recorded just because of the, the log of guests that I had scheduled, so let them know. That's really courtesy just to let them know so that they can actually promote the uh, interview as well. Uh, Best practice, ask if they're ready to record the interview and if they have any questions. And the reason why I say do this every time is it reminds you to start hitting the record button. The one thing you do not want to have happen is that you start the interview and you're having a great conversation and you realize midway through you forgot to hit the record button. Fortunately, in nearly 200 conversations, I only had that happen once and I realized it, I think, within 10 minutes Still 10 minutes too long, but the guest was fortunately very understanding and forgiving. And from that point on, I always just verbally said, I'm going to hit record. Are you ready? It also it lets them know and that, um, you know, make sure that they're comfortable and ready and okay. Thoughtful pauses. If someone says something, 
uh, and they're making a point, it's okay to take a pause. You don't always have to fill in the silence. Take a thoughtful pause to consider what they've said before you respond. And when it comes to questions, I find generally keep it open-ended, short, and avoid compounding where you're stacking questions on top of one another because that can be a lot for someone to digest. Keep the questions short. Each one should have a specific point and open-ended so they can give you the most thoughtful answers. And finally, ask your guests to clarify terms of art. I think this is a big one. Remember, you have three people in the room, you, the guest, and your listener. So you may understand a particular term, but your listeners may not. So don't be afraid to ask a person to uh, define a term of art. And finally, when it comes to interruptions, and this is what a lot of you may be stressed out about? What if my Skype call drops? What if there's static? Or what if there's some sort of interruption? It'll happen. It doesn't happen often, but it will happen. If it happens, don't panic. Just call them back. And then, uh, it, or if there was an interruption, say, excuse me, I need you to redo that last part if you don't mind. Take a pause, redo it, because we didn't pick it up on the recording. And then you can always edit that back later in. And finally, Thank your guest at the end of each conversation. And once the recording ends, just ask if they have any final questions. Your homework for this week is to continue practicing. Next week, we'll talk about editing and some of the tech tools, including how to schedule guests. And I'll give you my best practices. The write-up is at bemovingforward.com. All right, part three, The Rooster Bar by John Grisham, three stars. It's a story about three law students who are attending a low-tier for-profit law school, what they call a degree mill. And they stumble onto a conspiracy by the shadowy owner after one of their classmates and friends uh, commits suicide. It's an interesting story. It does tap into a lot of very current issues with too many law schools, too many law students, and not enough jobs. Uh, it's a little uneven, and Grisham is continuing with the anti-hero theme, but it was a fun read. All right, I'll be back next week. Have a great week, and remember, always be moving forward.